0: This podcast features me, and Aussie Simon, G'day, and was recorded on the way out of London on our way up to the other worlds, in slightly more glamorous than Charleroi, Derby. In it, we talk about why some rule sets have more longevity than others, what armies we're using this weekend in the competition, and whether the M40 is a better ignore than the M1 at 6pm on a Friday evening. Yeah. Oh, so we've um, <laughs> we're trying to get out of London um, on our way up to Derby, which based on, on current trajectory <laughs> will be tomorrow could be, could be tomorrow yeah luckily it's a two day competition um, and um, possibly we'll, we'll be in time for the second game tomorrow <laughs> yes not, not ideal um, trying <laughs> to sneak out but we were um, we, we've been sort of having a bit of a conversation about longevity of all games rules and what the the magic ingredient is about um, about doing that and. And sort of around why Fog R, with a smaller range of lists and, and no changes and things like that, has been still kind of interesting for a few years. And our DBM carried on for for so long with different iterations. And and, and our Fog, you know, has, has carried on. But but the the changes in in Fog version two didn't really do as much to to reinvigorate the rules as. As they did each time there was a new iteration on, on, on DBM. Um, and what, you know, we were just sort of both musing on whether this, this half baked theory about whether the underlying mechanics of FOG, which is the, the POA system, you know, it's am I better than you by, by one or occasionally two steps in, in the opposed dice combat mechanic. Um, that's the core mechanism for, for everything in fog, mm. um, and even even the way superiority works or inferiority works in troops is is equivalent mathematically to about half a poa. So you're you're adjusting things on this this supposed dice roll poa thing. So if you change the rules or change, try and change the game balance, you're still doing it within the context of a of a fairly blunt unsubtle instrument of, of POA, um, you know I suppose you can change a couple of factors in, in the cohesion test but that really only applies if after combat, after combat's actually happened, whereas in, in DBM when when changes were going into to combat and grading factors <coughs> you had superior, you had inferior, that, you know, do they count in this bound, that bound, do they count for shooting? You had different factors for for shooting and for combat, and each factor was was a number between one and five. Um, so you could you had a lot more flexibility to tweak that. And then there were outcome factors which varied by not only by troop type but by by interaction. So was it a quick kill? Was it not? Did it push it back? Did it do this? You know, did did overlaps or or, or buttocks of death or you know all those things did they all have effects on on how um how the game played and you had a lot more levers to pull whereas with with fog whilst it looks like there's there's levers to pull you've actually got poas which can be one or zero you know they're, they're very rarely two and am i giving you a extra minus in certain circumstances on a two dice Morale test when you're losing. That's those are almost the only two bits because the the core system is so so robust, so so kind of clean and simple, not fiddly. But it but it actually gives you less less things to play with to to tweak game balance. And it's whether it's whether that um, underlying mechanic makes makes fog as a system actually quite difficult to. you know, I, I hate to say the word improve, but but change in a way that makes different armies viable, um, just just inherently. Um, does that does that sort of make sense, or am I missing something about the lists? As no, well? I think
1: um, if you think from a mechanics perspective, you're right. Because I remember when I used to play from DBM three to three point one. Okay. Ignoring the army lists. When, when you were twelve. Well, yeah. Um, the way they changed the, it's predominantly the quick kills and the the pushback and that whole mechanic. Mm. That just tweaking that and adapting that to various um, uh, trip types made a big difference. So you know a good example is in DBM 3, I think Roman legionaries were just sword. Yeah. A yeah, particularly, yeah. particularly exciting. They didn't do much. Yeah. In DBM 3.1, they said, well. Romans were pretty well wallet for a scrap, you know. If they if they got the charge in and they mm. beat you, they're gonna really hurt you. Yep. So they get quick kills against a few things or they got an extra minus because they, they do this big fine charge in and all that. You don't have that in fog. The yeah. mechanics fundamentally is you're a trip type, you might have a bigger sword, or yep. very occasionally wallet for a scrap. Like yeah. you know, salvo units in Fogar or
0: that but the the only way no, that no. actually happens is it gives you plus one yeah. in in a compar- comparison of POAs. It's either an extra plus one or it isn't. There's no that's it. There's nothing else that you can it's tweak just a to mechanic, it. Mechanic, isn't it? Yeah. Um,
1: and then, you know the, the worst you can really stack a, a, a combat f- oh, oh. medic medic. Um, still working. Um, in fog in and fog is to charge someone from the rear as well yeah. at the same time. Yeah, where DBM. There were a lot of things you could do with it, um, where you could have um, the various quick kills, who charged who and what turn and all that. And you yeah. could tweak that over the different iterations and that made, yeah, in one version of the rules, bow were very good, next version they mitigated those, yeah. but then blade became very good, or war band or,
0: yeah. you know. Because you, you were changing the factors, yeah. you were changing the outcomes, you were changing um, when those outcomes actually happened, yeah, um, and all of those made a difference to the overall balance, but but on different dimensions, yeah, you, you say so you're you're pulling different levers, whereas in in fog that lever is, is the POA and it's the cohesion yeah. test. That that's kind of it. That's the only two levers there are.
1: So it allows you to keep the same toys that you own, but with just a few tweaks in the army army, the mechanics, maybe a few army list changes, you know one army that was useless now becomes extremely yeah. viable or less good or better But or I, I
0: I still think there might have been something fundamental about the lists as well. Yeah. You know, because a list in, in DBM has loads and loads of different troop types, but but you were you know you were choosing fifty or sixty different bases. Yeah. Whereas in fog you're choosing twelve yeah. and and five of them are in the, the minimums in, in some ways. But you're not choosing from such a great list. Whereas in DBM, if you had, you know, four knights or something, or four superior cavalry, that could, added with all the other things, make a six, make a big difference to how a yep. whole 60-element list was balanced. But but in Fog, that becomes one battle group. Yeah. And one battle group in Fog is nothing. Is not going to make a you know a massive difference to to anything, um, you know, any particular list. It's going to make it maybe interesting, but but not in that, wow, that's actually a potent little force on its own that can do something, um, you know, or, or that changes the, the balance of that army, makes it viable, or or a new rule can improve those those specific troop types sufficiently. They, they change the whole overall army balance. So I think there's just something about having lots of different units or lots of different things, that you can affect in lots of different dimensions, that that structurally made rules changes and list changes in, in DBM and you know probably in in DBMM as well possible to to keep the game a bit fresher. Yeah. Whereas a a kind of fog esque sort of system, it's just that little bit harder. You know, yeah, because to, um, to do that sort of thing. Because with the,
1: the it looks like from the design philosophy fog. The mechanics have been flattened down a little bit, yeah. If you think of it, yeah. so it's simpler, cleaner, yeah. But after a few years, you've done everything with it, and yeah. to reinvigorate or t- change it to try different combinations, you get to the point where you've, you've done everything. Where
0: I'm not sure, you know, even if you talk about changing it, the only way, if you want to change the game balance, the only way you can change the game balance is by giving troops different POAs, yeah that's it, that's that, it that's yeah. the, you've got one dimension, and that dimension's binary, are they plus one against these guys, or are they even against these these types of guys, that's that's kind of it.
1: Yeah, where DBM, um, because it had some, so many, much more depth than that, which could be very frustrating, yep. but also allowed a lot more evilness, yep. you had yeah, quick kills, this, that, you could yep. change one or two little things, and that turned the whole game around, yep. versus plus one POA or, yep. no POA or no POA ta-da
0: ta-da that's <laughs> it you're sorted you fixed yeah that's better kind of, yeah interesting um, interesting about I guess where we are with, with rules and um, you know I suppose that makes it tricky for the people trying to to do a new you know version of FOG3 if that theory is right no matter what you do you're still going to have fundamentally the same game and you're not going to be able to Reinvigorate the the lists because the lists have got less troops, and you've got less variables to to change the behaviour of troops. Um, whereas it's it's possible to, to make those changes in in a system with more dimensions and in to the combat and the combat outcome outcomes. You know, movement I suppose is does make a bit of difference to stuff, but it, you're still your your way for achieving combat outcomes is. Is pretty pretty binary. It's it's poas, it's post dice rolls, and then it's a, a morale test where you roll two dice and okay, you change a couple of the factors, but you're just changing the probability. You're not you're not creating anything. To, you're just moving the probability dial. Yeah, it's not like giving a, a quick kill to a, a troop type in DBM that suddenly creates a whole new random variable in the in, you know the probability dial as well. And makes you think. Actually, I'll take that on on a losing combat because if I start to win, you I'm going to win big. You know, yeah. it, it really swings a bit more violently. It just, it just, I guess it, it flattens everything out to out to probabilities a bit. But but if you get equally though, I suppose if, if fog had more wild probability swings, then the issue that it's it's a um, it's a game with let's say twelve units where there's wild probability swings in a game with only 12 pieces, that makes the whole game a bit random. Yeah. You know, having having wild probability swings across 50 pieces or 20 pieces or 30 pieces, you've got the chance for that to flatten out and you've got to be also got a chance for it to become a narrative, whereas in a 12-unit game, wild wild luck swings make it boom, boom. Oh, um, I'm dead. We're finished. Oh, that's... um, Yeah, you know, where's the... Where's the chewiness of, of making the 6-1 a, a viable part of the game? So, inter- you yeah. know, interesting dilemma, I think, at the moment. So, but, but if we were to kind of go back and um, talk about what we're actually doing here, which looks like we're now out and free on the M40, um, heading towards some Stygian blackness. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that could be quite a It's be a good storm. Yeah, I think we need to get north before that, <laughs> um, head, head north out of that. And um we're we're following up on last year's victory for Team Central London Mediocre. Was it by point three four by point, point three four of <laughs> one point out of about three hundred or something to um, make us derby world um, <laughs> champions of of the three man Fogar team. But but is it Mr Allen who's not with us? Yeah, there? Mr is it, Allen Well didn't we have a substitute last year as well? Didn't um didn't so, pretty I did pretty like no, didn't Lurchio drop in to or was that someone else? Because we had to have somebody playing. We had Simon Lucio playing last year. We did, didn't we? We did, yeah, he was playing with Samurai. And yeah. he, just, he did quite well, really, so we yeah. haven't got him this time. We've got Don the Don, yeah. um, Don one of the Dons, Davis yeah. playing, um, he'll be, be travelling up on his own um, on the day, because he lives a bit nearer. Um, and um, we're trying to recapture the Renaissance crown, or possibly um, offload a trophy that putters <laughs> up the house by, by coming. An honourable second um, in, in renaissance. So, Simon, you're you're using crazy sweets. Yep. So early early 30 years war Swedish. My first time ever giving that army list a go. You're 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 in for a treat, really, because well, I'm sure as you know, it should be um, a really great list, and it just doesn't <laughs> quite work for, no. for some really obscure reason. But you. You just get that frustration of thinking, it's got to be brilliant. The infantry are brilliant. The cavalry are brilliant. It's got to work. I've got to smash people up. Oh, I've no. just run out of oh
1: Why have I lost or oh, That kind of thing. But it'll be interesting to see, because we know in 15 mil, it doesn't work, because yeah. it can't span the table. Okay. I'm doing in 25 mil. Oh, right. And <laughs> That's all, how much attention I've paid. Wow. And all of a sudden, six battle groups of Swedish salvo spans the table. That spans the table. Wow. So we're... The other, the, a lot of the other players are going for th- uh, 30 years more French and pouring Ben army. It's got more units, yep. but you can't put them all on the table. So I'm hoping okay. I can get a Swedish arrow of six battle groups of Salva Swe- um, units come screaming in, making um, very win. Swedish jokes, Yep, and yep. charge in and hopefully go straight through everybody. All That's right, the so, theory. So you're, you're planning on doing a lot of shopping either way, then, really? Yes, because it's. Yeah. The we know the Swedish army is you know because you played it, yep. It's binary, it yep. either wins or it loses, or it loses. It doesn't draw, no,
0: no, no. no. <laughs> well, yeah, Derby's good for shopping. And, um, oh, yeah, I've got a credit card and a, an extra bag of, uh, yeah, to fill. There's a few bits and pieces to um to pick up this year. I think I've got the, I think I've unfortunately got to buy more of those little big man shield transfers for those plastic Romans that I've got. You have to no. go and join you for that for my 25 mil yeah, medievals. Your medievals, yeah. So I do that, but I'm um, I'm wheeling out the Kalmar Union, which um, doesn't make me think of olives. Yes, (laughs) I suppose. Yeah, but it's not Greek. It's uh, it's Scandinavian. Yeah. So I think I've got an army that will be 44 bases wide, which is the width of the table, and and that's sort of the full extent of my science. Um, It's quite a lot of units. I've got this vague strategy that other people will have keels, which are Will be better than most of my army, but a lot narrower, and they will beat um, parts of my army, pursue them, and then I'll hit them in the flank, and then recover to win because I've just got more more units, and then um, then my then I've got some super extra mega heavy gendarme superiors as well, which very very few armies get. Um, so I'm thinking that some of my knights will just be better than the other person's knights, and. And that's kind of the strategy because I've not really played much fog since yeah. since warfare last year. So, but um, look looking at your
1: period, you've got some um, interesting combinations. So, okay. um, so what, what's in there? So there's only um, there's actually no double ups, which is uh, quite impressive. Wow! So you've got karma Union for eight. Cal- uh, Caroline Imperialist, which is a
0: proper—that's pretty
1: straightforward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Two big superior early tercios, couple of later tercios, and not much else. Okay. Um, then you've got Scottish. That'll be interesting to see. Pipe, um, pike, 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 pike. Yep. Yep. Maximilian Imperial, which is an army I've always wanted to do. Just I love my German pike. Okay. Italian states. Um, They—that's actually an army I don't know much about. No, it's I going don't to know. be. Um, uh, Condotta, and very similar to that. Yeah. You've got um, early Ottoman Turks, which I'm sorry, Clive, but you're going to get thumped. No, that's not good. Uh, my army's sort
0: of optimized for playing cavalry armies. So.
1: Yeah, and no um, so that's going to be uh, regretfully, I'm sorry, Clive, painful. And you've got two Italian wars, but one's
0: Venetian, okay. one's French. So uh, French, somebody will have to go for those elite, fast-moving Swiss that yeah. cost about a gazillion points. Yeah. But are unstoppable, absolutely unstoppable.
1: it's quite impressive for, a, yeah. for a, um, eight players. There's no double ups. No, that's a good mix. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they, they all do sound a bit much for muchness, apart yeah. from me and the Ottomans, really. But um, that period is a proper, honest yeah. foot period. Yeah, right? You want your keel, you want your tercio, yeah. and the gendarmes look pretty and dance around for a while, yeah. but don't want to
0: play with a foot. So really, I'm putting down a lot of terrain. Yeah, yeah. And protect your flanks. Protect my flanks and see what I can do. Try not yeah. lose, and then um and see how the game goes. Because yeah. so I've got, you know, I've started. I've got some of the shield transfers for the um, the what are they called? Gripping um, beast, that Roman infantry set that already got quite excited about. And yeah. I'm a bit, you know, they're, they're an, I don't know whether they're um, engineered to try and make you buy some of their metals as well to pad it out. But the sprue that it comes on has, I think it's seven bodies on it, on the sprue. There's only one sprue. Oh, Well, there's a command sprue with two figures. But but the main sprue has only got seven bodies on it, five of which are auxiliar stroke legions. I think only one of them is armoured. Um, and then two of them are bowmen. So you've got a five to two ratio wow. of, of spear and swordsmen to bowmen, which is... You know, no, no Roman has got that many bowmen. So no, they don't. I've, I've been having a sort of go that you can just about carve off um, the bow case, which is molded on. <laughs> it's not separate. It's molded on. Um, you can just about do that, and just about do something with with the arm because the the archer's arm um, is is molded on as well. Um, one so one of the arms is fixed and the other one's got um, you know the other one is separate so the one holding the bow is fixed so you've got to cut the bow off cut underneath sort of the armpit so that you can get a sort of straight arm down mm. do some fillering around with it and luckily there's just about enough shields to to turn some of these bowmen into um, into blokes with shields and then you've still only got about I think four or five different no, no that must be more than four or five, probably about six or seven different arms which are either holding a sword or, or holding a, a spear at a slightly funny angle. So compared to those perry medievals which you know yeah. you're making, I've made, those screws are genius. Absolute yeah. genius. You just there's you so many it. ways, you know, you can the guy the bait, the body can be the bowman, he can be a pikeman. a pikeman, he can be a halberdier, he can be a crossbowman, he can be loading, he can be shooting all with the same body. Yeah, and you just look at these ripping beast and go, Really? Yeah. Boy, come on, guys, you know, a bit more imagination. So they're a bit monoposed, but, but you know, I'm sure when they get on the table, everybody else they fight will also have the same shield <laughs> transfers, which is the LBMS kind of uh, problem of the era. But I might pick up some metals just to just to mix them in a bit and, and i need a few more of the shield transfers to to make up the bases to to really give me a, effectively a roman ally or a roman core to this this 25 mil um sort of hairy barbarian army that i'm um pulling together for, for the again yeah, because you know we've the, the normal horror of thinking, am I going to do a fog or a DVM twenty-five mm army? That's a lot of bloody stuff to do. With ADLG, it's well, you know, it's twenty ADLG bases, which is about thirty DVM fog type bases, which is about half of a normal army. Yeah, you get a complete army out of it. So actually, I think I reckon one of those forty-four man. Um, uh, gripping beast boxes plus a couple of other metals you could probably do putting five well putting seven um infantry on a base for the heavy infantry or or six for the medium infantry you know sevens to six is thirteen thirty nine so you can get six or seven bases out of one pack which you know two bases three bases of heavy infantry um, three bases of auxilia that's kind of a Roman ally yeah. for for anybody really, plus plus a few little Siloi bowmen to do support. So you know, for twenty quid for for a Roman ally for, for this metal hairy barbarian army that I picked up cheap anyway, um, was a bit too tempting to do, and you know you, you do get that little bit of gloomy stuff. So um, that's that's probably most of my purchases, and. Um, I'll also be deploying some new fields that I've, I've made that I'm sure you'll be able to see Ooh. on the web um, when the match reports come out. So but look, we'd probably better tune out now because we're about to hit the glories of the M25, <laughs> um, possibly not quite. Yeah, we're about to hit the glories of the M25 and um, head up, but we'll reconvene this after this commercial break.